tell you the truth, man. Here's some guy. That's the problem with radio. Some guy who's managing an automotive parts store yeah. is telling you how to uh, do your radio show. Meanwhile, I'm a genius. Absolutely. Well, maybe straight. We did teach you how to steal material. That was good. That was true. You did teach me how to do that. You were good. Carrie's in us, Maggie, and they mentioned they call me Baba Booey. I don't give a shit if they mention they call me Baba Booey. I don't care. I don't care about they call me Baba Booey. I hope the book does well. I think the fans will enjoy it. I'm hoping he has a success. But I don't give a fuck. I want to get Thursday the duck. When you're Thursday, don't, don't bother me with Baba Booey. Can you bang any of those stripper broads on the uh, on the show? Teresa Lynn said you banged up. Teresa who? She was on here. She told she was in your movie, Private Parts. Oh, Amy. No, no, no. Teresa, the, the one with the, oh, the no. little ass. She Tony? never said that. She told That's me. a lie. Oh. Admit you're lying. That's Tony. She told Tony. Did I ever bang Teresa Lynn? Reveal. I do have to ask. Do you think there's a physical match between him and Beth? <laughs> do you? <laughs> yes, they're both tall and have ten fingers. <laughs> yeah, they look right together. <laughs> I don't know, they look more right together now. Where was this on the regular show? <laughs> it just occurred to me that I listened to them. what business is it of anyone when I get paid? And if the CFO, if this guy's the chief financial officer, why is he broadcasting what I, what I need to be earning and what I should be making and that I'm paid too much? Howard Stern, and this is, a, this is called a yutz. He's, you know what it is? Somebody asked him a question and he wants to seem like he knows something. I don't mean to be adversarial. I'm just saying this has come up on the show. And I know we're asked not to talk about it, but people are calling. What did they tell you? What did they tell you? Well, they told us we shouldn't talk about it. Talk about what? Talk about your hair loss. I don't have hair loss. I have more hair than you do. You know Continue some of our crew says Beth is the Yoko Ono? I don't know whether that's what? 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 Yes! Yes! Beth! Poor well, Beth. Beth doesn't... Up. This is my crew. These are the guys with the cameras. Well, well listen to me. The, the, this is, you know... This is so silly. Well, Beth always says to me, you know, you're much older than I am. You're 19 years. What am I going to do when you're dead? Blah, 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 blah. Whoa. And I go, honey. She's going to have a party. Let me tell you something. <laughs> have a party. Oh, look. At, now we know how Robin's thinking. Oh, wow. Okay. No, that, you know, you're going to say, wow. I'm making a you're joke. You're fucked up. <laughs> but when you piss on somebody's job opportunity, you know. Ellen really wanted to be a judge on American Idol. Wasn't her goal when she got into the business, but she really wanted it, and she took the job. She would deny me my dream job because she doesn't like me personally. And that's why I told you Ellen's a cunt. <laughs> Mary, how about you? What kind of reaction do you get? Mostly good. Um, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, the women look at me like, you know, how can you let that stuff go on? <laughs> and I, you know, just sort of clarify what. Mostly they say, how could you be married to that ugly piece of shit? And you don't defend him. <laughs> how can you let that stuff go on? I would say, how can you be married and kiss somebody with those tobacco stained cemetery tombs? Well, okay, now the the headstones, yeah. Well, I was going to say that, um, guys, for those of you watching this or slash listening to it, what we're what we're referencing that whole spa thing, we've said it a couple times in shows. On our Patreon, there's an episode called Beth's Secret Stash, Volume Two, I believe, Hilarious. and it's it's just a series of small clips that we play. And if you get to that one, you'll hear somewhere in that episode. I think it's Episode Two, Volume it's Two, the last clip. Um, it, or no, no, it's, is it, no, it's one of the first. It's it's one of the one of the last ones. And uh, <laughs> Bowie, it's not even five minutes long. But Bowie's like, 
I was all bummed out. She wouldn't defend me. She didn't say anything. <laughs> How fucking. They, they went to a spa day. He went along, did it. And in the spa, they were talking about him. <laughs> the two people who were in the room with Bowie and Mary. And she wouldn't defend him. And he. You know, he <laughs> had it. He had a two inch dick and she cut it off anyway by not defending him. Oh, it was so brutal. God. And Artie was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. But I love that yeah. you see oh, though, Dana, Dana does defend Artie. But yes, I know will. she I know she's cleverly mentioning what she's mentioning to get back at Beth's dig question. But no kidding. No she kidding. Yeah, defends her man. Oh yeah, she does. Do they give you a look or do they call you on it? Well, sometimes my friends call me on it, you know, mm. I could tell what they're thinking. Don't you but, get mad when your friends, I mean, I do like, I'm like, why are you calling me and ruining my day, you know, and telling me about right, stuff that's going to really annoy me. Right. I, I don't know if it's more for them or for me or what. And, you know, like Cause they've heard two seconds of it or heard two seconds and I'm like busy doing something else. And they're, they're like stirring the pot and then it's kind of annoying. Like you know? the they're, they're, they're trying to have your back. Like, I understand what they're talking about, but if you have this relationship with the show that you don't want to know what's going on because it's going to get you angry, then it's up to you to tell your friends, look, don't tell me anything. I don't care if you listen. I don't want to know. Now, well, if she's talking about fans that come up to her and say that, well, that's, I guess, nothing you can do about that. But no, otherwise, yeah, go ahead. She's talking about friends and that flies yeah. in the face of what she said, where she said, I, yeah, I have spies and then cut that off. Mm -hmm. I think that she probably does want to know and they do tell her it also does depend on what kind of caliber of friends you have if you oh, yeah. have lifelong friends or really genuine friends who you know are telling you information because they mean the best for you fine if you have drunk friends who you've met two years ago that are doing this because they love gossip no yeah not a, not coming from a good place Move to serious, you know, friends were thinking, well, what's going to go on now? You know, that hasn't already right. gone on. I'm like, you know, probably nothing. I mean, yeah. Gary's there and he's seeing everything that goes on. You may not hear it or see it, you know, from your point of view, but he does. And you know what? I We just deal with it. Mm. You know, this they is just like kind of don't get it. This is really cool. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> Mary's uncomfortable with this question. You can tell because she's wringing her hands a little. She's holding them, clasping them, moving them together. Mm -hmm. in um, Congress with each other, like just kind of clasping them and rubbing them. But her leg is also bobbing up and down a little. You can tell she's a bit uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I would say so. And it's it's just being in the hot spot, also being next to that fucking bim bet and uh, having to knowing that also thinking maybe in the back of her mind, there's going to be another kind of Beth question the same way she's treating Beth is treating Dana. There's going to be one directed at her that she's not going to want to like or she'll want to answer, but she can't. And that's even that's worse. Exactly. It. She's worried about this, you know, unknown missile sniper shooting from <laughs> God knows where. Scud missile. Outside the road. God. <laughs> really? <laughs> where did that come from? She's, you know, never, duck, she's ducking cover. She's in an air raid drill position answering this question. I'll never forget that. Kinnison line. He goes, the, you know, we had to face the Iraq's weapon of death, the Scud missile. If Kmart was a weapons dealer, they would make the Scud missile, folks. <laughs> he said, how it works is you fire it out of the end of the back of your car. And then you go on to look at CNN to see where it landed. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was during the first Gulf War. 
Oh, well, the technology didn't improve, improve very much. We blew up an aid worker leaving Afghanistan and his family. Ah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Mr. X, do people recognize you? Uh, normally, they jump over me and try to get Robin's attention if we're at a restaurant. Uh, that's annoying. I've yeah. been on a couple of yeah. near fist fights, and Robin had to stop me. Because, you know, you don't mind people approaching. But normally, I find them to be rude and stupid. But they're excited. So you try to let it go. She's convinced me to just let them, you know. Kind of say hello and, and keep on going. I think that's pretty accurate. And I think the average Stern fan is a stupid idiot. I think depending on what kind of work he did for the government, and I get the feeling that it was some sort of protective ring or some sort of police work, investigative. I I just get that feeling by his vibe and the way he speaks and the way he acts and looks. I think that it probably does bother him and he is on high alert around Robin, especially since she's a celebrity and his girlfriend. So even, even if you're not in that line of work though, most boyfriends or spouses wouldn't like assholes, you know, coming up to your girl and just spouting off or touching you. I mean, you know, well, I mean, I'm trying to think of remember when Lisa Lampanelli was on the show and she was dating that guy. They called him Joey Big Balls, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and and he had to like what that guy must have had to put up with because of the f- type of fans she would, you know, because I, I I never found her funny. Uh, and Artie's impression of her just fu- after I heard Artie's impression, I never heard her the same way again. It was always like all I could hear was Artie doing that awful impression of her. Yeah. And um, and and uh, like you can imagine what kind of crowd she would attract that you have to fucking put up with all of a sudden. Like this comes with the dinner, and it it can't be any good. And with 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 uh, Mary De Labate, like the same. Like they all have to deal with asshole fans. They all have to deal with shitheads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that you reap the benefit. I mean, you're going to wear get this house eventually in Connecticut and then sell it a decade later. Um, when, um, you know, yeah, and in Mr. X's K, you get the boat, you get the, <laughs> he gets the boot. Literally. He's got you a year the left vacation in. house, you know? Yeah. So, um, and with, with Allison, who knows like what the, what the setup is. Um, but either way, yeah, the too much, too much to, to, to deal with, I think on a, on a general basis. And, and I think it would be tough for most people to keep their head, like keep be level headed in any situation and not want to beat up the person or attack them or just say like, fuck off, you know? Well, here's the here's the paradox. I think most famous people, even at their level, need to be with somebody grounded in reality to keep to have that foil, which is why we just expressed how Beth is a totally terrible foil for Howard and why it became awful to listen to when he was with her. But Mm -hmm. then the other problem is if you aren't with somebody famous then you have that normal mindset of what you think is respectful and right and approachable and realistic that you're entering a realm that you don't really know and you're both dealing with together and you're the unfamous one and the regular joe which that person really needs but how do you deal with that you know if it's it, I, I, it, what point of tolerance do you put up with it? And does your spouse get angry if they think yeah. they're being too reactive, too jealous? Yeah, that can cause a whole w- other whack of problems uh, completely. And then in problems in the marriage or the relationship, as it, as you it know, may be. I, 
I think that must be difficult. I know just even from, you know, just doing this show and we get a lot of people who comment and a lot of people who say things or message me or whatever. I am so grateful. I have a spouse who's just not, that doesn't really matter to him. Like he is happy to see me interact with fans, blow off messages that are inappropriate or stupid. Just, you know, I think you have to trust the person you're with. Yeah. Ultimately at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's about. Every once in a while you get somebody who's really obnoxious, but that's a rule people are nice. Mm. For the most part, are people respectful when it comes to like being out in public and whatnot? Depends well, where you are. <laughs> a lot of times people won't even approach if I'm with Rob and they'll wait till I leave because I've been described as a big burly black guy. I don't know how that comes to pass, but anyway. <laughs> with cow with sexy cowboy boots. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, 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 but, uh, I think they're just so, no, intimidating. They... Howard Stern fans are so awesome. So mm -hmm. it's only been walking on the streets if someone recognizes me. It's only... What about the homeless guy that supposedly spat on you? Wait a minute. What about we're going on a walk and they're saying things about me or they jump out of the bushes and right. nothing's the same. We can't go anywhere. <laughs> right. Exactly. Which is What it? narrative are you going with? And Allison, drunk Allison Norris is... She just said, did you just hear that? She trailed off. She couldn't yeah. even finish saying the no, word. Not even. Only positive and amazing. Right. It's exciting. I love it. They're it, excited. Yeah. Right? They're yeah. Like, They're awesome. Wait, wait. They're all <laughs> so, yeah. you know. it's, it makes you feel so good. And I get so proud of Howard and his whole, it's just so cool. You know, the one thing I will say, like, it, right before they moved over to Sirius, the one thing I'll note, I noticed when we were walking, people were so into the move. They were like, go, good luck, we're with you. I mean, it was such a great, it was a, it was a really great thing. It was such a positive vibe. That that line, or a few lines, sounded like a bumper sticker slogan of a campaign. Honestly. Yeah. From that Beth or from be Allison? Because I, I heard Beth. Allison. Okay, from Allison, I, I thought that was just a work. That was just her saying, trying to fucking make a, you know, maybe appear better to Howard. Like, you know, placate him because she's going to now plug the, the move. No, I think that she genuinely, because she was appearing more in public for this move, that mm -hmm. she saw the positivity. And I will say, during that time period, because of what we were going through in the Bush era of the crackdown and the FCC supposed crackdown of Howard yeah. and the fines and how it was painted to us, a lot of free speech martyrs were really railing behind this new medium of free speech, which is what they thought they were getting, right? right. You know, we were sold a bill of goods that... <laughs> Complete, completely, yeah, and some Fridays. And so, of course, the fans who are buying this bill of goods, which most of us did, like 99% of us did, thought that this was a great bastion for free speech. And a lot of people thought that was important. And literally going out of pocket for this shit. Yeah. Not just, not just the hardware, not just the subscriptions, but people who bought stock in Sirius. Of course. I've had people... The director of my entire department did and said what a oh. mistake it was. Honestly. <laughs> you know, people were really coming. They really got it. They were really coming. I mean, the fans are so loyal. Dana, uh, how about you? How are people treating you when they find out who you are in relation to the show? Um, I mean, I'm never really recognized um, at all. I teach, so my students have no idea who I date. <laughs> Um, I teach eighth grade, so, you know, 
they are aware of Howard Stern, like the show, because a lot of them watch it at night. Um, because I've heard them come in with stories and they'll say like, um, on Howard Stern, you know, like I hear that and I don't say anything. Um, the fu a funny thing happened once I was at, um, on one of the shows in Las Vegas and E scanned, you know, my face briefly. And there was a huge rumor throughout my school that, that Miss Cerrone showed her breasts on Howard Stern. <laughs> so it was so funny. This is a true story. So I had to then get a tape from E and I went to my principal and I had to have her put it on file because, you know, parents may think that I actually showed my breasts on Howard. And I guess mm. that's the perception that the kids had. But if I do meet someone my age and you know, they're they're so kind and like it's such a pleasure to meet you and I love Artie and Artie's great, but Yep. Wow, culture really changed. Now they had a guy dressed up like a girl with Z boobs in Canada that they wouldn't fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, the, the what, what, you, what you got, I saw that picture and I go, This is Photoshop. Get out. Nope. You know, like times yeah, of two word prosthetics, times have changed. Holy fuck! It looks like it looks like you'd be you'd be in traction just holding those things up. So this is the thing. She Dana at least understood this. Dana kind of got the the best of it because people loved Artie so much that was going to transfer. Like if you're with Artie, you're okay with us. That's would have been the fans. You know, very. I mean, there would have been asshole fans no matter what. But most of the time, they'd be like, "You're Artie's girl, then you're you're with Artie, you're with us." Then that's Plus, how it's going to work. It, she has the extra additive that she's kind charismatic sweet and genuine so and it's cute. so above board i mean she's so yeah. great i love dana yeah. this makes God, me she wish was so she was I know. I know it sucks you know that's it okay let's go to the phones let's talk to henry in fresno california henry you are on with the better half hey how's it going guys Hey, hi. hi. I had a question. You, do you guys hang out like uh, socially or, you know, you guys, I know you guys. Have the... <laughs> He's got that existential <laughs> kind of angst going on with that, that like, baseball. What am I doing? Yeah, I think there's a little of that. Just like when um, guys look it up. I used it in one earlier episode, the Orson Welles, um, Paul Messon wine commercial and the drunk <laughs> outtakes and in between takes, like he's got his hand on his nose he's clearly fucked up and all of a sudden they go action maha the french champagne <laughs> he's got this you can you can tell he's like what have i fucking done to myself that i have to be stuck here with these lines well it's like you know you're going tailgating that's the way it looks like how they partied before this with all this excitement but they're sitting in a chair and this is how it's going so now they're yeah. getting tired well, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, though, like and adding booze to this was what they thought they did the same with the already roast. They made it an evening roast. I think all the rest of them were during the day, if I'm not mistaken. And they had drinks floating around and it made for a better atmosphere. I think they kind of thought earlier on that this would be the way to go. Treat it like the green room at the Tonight Show. Booze but is it's not. But it's not a roast and it's, no, not, it's not the Tonight Show. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the Jan Hine accidental Beth show. Right, Beth is making Shuli look like George Carlin all of a sudden. And then wives together at the show, but like off the show, you guys hang out together. Do you guys hang out socially? Anybody yeah, can take occasionally that. Occasionally we do, but yeah. as couples. But Dana, anyone here, Dana and I have gotten together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
on our own. But with- and we keep in at least try to keep in contact via email. Actually, yeah. Allison and I too. Yeah. But we try. I think yeah. I think we try the best. We it's can. always great when we yeah. do. We always say, "Oh, we have to do this more often." Yeah. Every time we, every time there's a function, we're like, "Why don't we do this more yeah. often?" Yeah. And, you know, life happens. Jeff in New Hampshire. That sounded like a, the complete deflection, and I doubt it happened as much as they really say it did. I believe it was probably one, one uh, exchange, and that was it. If they got paid for a reality show, it would happen more. Otherwise, mm. yeah, no, no, not going to happen. Sure, you're on the better half. Uh, yes, I had a quick question for everybody, uh, including Mr. X. Uh, how is it like having your uh, lives uh, kind of in the limelight um, a little bit? And um, and then my other second part of my question would be, how, how do the women cope with, uh, you know, all the hygiene that go on, you know, during your show? Okay, that's that's a good two-part question. Let's take the first part. How do you feel living your life in in the public? I mean, in being out there. Anybody? It is what it is. I met Howard when he was Howard. <laughs> of course. Bowie, you just got you. You should put a copyright on it. Is what it is. She just took that from you, man. You get she get residuals. No, but she couldn't wait. Yeah, she is. She is the Meghan Markle of the Howard Stern show. I want my privacy. Not. Well, uh, God, like, and I, I've, uh, there's this one chick from Florida that I knew that when she got drunk, she was everybody's best friend, that kind of thing, except she was so obnoxious and everybody did what they could to just fucking uh, like do that within a nice way. They kind of like shined her on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they walked away because she was that obnoxious. This is worse though. It's, she knows that. Um, she knows that this question was geared up and she couldn't wait to answer it. Like you could just see the softball going on the tee and she is charged. (laughs) She's Usain, she's Usain Bolt right at the start with waiting for the cap gun. Kind of went right into it. And, um, something, I mean, people know when I have sex, people know my period, (laughs) people know what my bowel movement problems are. And that was, that's what, that's when I drew the line. Actually, I was really pissed off when he was talking about my problem in that area. So problem, you don't shit. That's what he said. And that's, he's, he's still saying it. This is the false face of pretending that you're giving something and yep. you're being genuine and giving information and divulging things under the guise of gross, natural human things that happen to every woman. Yeah, it, that affected me. Nothing else until then. But Beth, mm-hmm. you knew, I'm guessing, you knew what you were getting into. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been fine and cool. I mean, it's it's part of what it is. And Hold on. I thought she didn't know anything That's about it. That's right. That's right. I th- I knew what I was getting into. Did you, drunkie? Because you said that you had no idea that it was all a shock and everything changed. Everything's different. In magazine right. articles in print, we have that, honey. Right. I'm right. sorry, My how par- many cocktails did you have to forget that first response? That, <laughs> I'm telling you, that is why this is like the first kind of thing where he goes in, like he's listening because we know because he's going to call yes. in. He, he's listening. He's going, oh, fuck, what have I done? I put this drunk goddamn blue heron on the goddamn show and now she's eating everything on the craft service day she's drinking what she's drinking wine through a fucking straw and now she's going to 
like fuck up the narrative completely. She said, my brother and my brother and my, my brothers and my dad were fans or my brothers were fans, something like that along the lines. I can't remember exactly in many interviews, as Sam said, and now she's just completely punctured that. She literally said in print, she had no idea what she was getting into. Yeah. No, I had no idea what this would do to my life. And now we knew what I was getting into. It was a shock to her. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. Now, Mary and Alice, <laughs> you guys have, and, and Mr. X, you guys have sort of grown as the show has grown over time. Has there been an adjustment? Have things always been the same or have things gotten any crazier for you, I guess, when dealing with the public? Well, no, I think maybe the recognition factor has gone up since the beginning. Mm-hmm. It has. Um, yeah. It's funny when we first met, you know, when Fred and I first, there was no television show. So nobody knew really who you know, he was. And then I remember when we were living downtown and when the e-show started and then it was like, you know, it was just like a whole different realm happened, you know, and it was a little scary at times, you know, people running over to you because, you know, we weren't used to that. But, you know, it's it's been a long ride. And I find it especially odd considering in New York, New York's famous for celebrities literally just being able to read a book by a wall and no one's going to, like Leo DiCaprio walks through New York with a cap on and, you know, jean jacket on or whatever the fuck. And no one, they can get paparazzi shots, but basically he's walking unobstructed. People are minding their own fucking business because it's New York. You are at that point. Do you doing, know how much you, you I love you? You've got your own shit to deal with. Why? <laughs> I was going to say, gonna the, same say the same thing. I was going to say, do you know how this is in L? I was going to say, this is in LA. New York is notorious for just leaving people alone. Yes. So infamous. Infamous Emily Ratajkowski, the most famous supermodel right now, you know, can walk out of her fucking apartment and just go walk her dog and do whatever, and nobody cares. Right. And I really cannot believe that you said that. We've been doing this show for too long. (laughs) Well, no, it's just, I mean, some of it's pretty obvious, but someone like Emily Ratajkowski or whatever her name is, um, she would get, would she get more stares than the average person? Yeah, obviously. But um, they're not going to like do a Beatles, like it's not going to be like gangbusters and huge roving crowds of fans, you know, shaking the fucking car or doing all that. Not in New York. and Not um, in New York. And so what she's talking about, though, is just more, I think, the recognition. As soon as and she's right, it probably was quite jarring to have the E show. All of a sudden, you're, you are a face. And you didn't, no one knew who you were before. Like, only your friends and family know who you are. And now all of a sudden, Joe Schmo down the street, who's a, a union worker or whatever, he, he's going, hey, you know, did Fred really uh, go f- to do a face plant at the bachelor party? You know, or, right. you know, did he really dance with, you know, did they really feel that girl's tits? Yeah, I could see that getting really annoying quickly. There are a lot of Baba Booies. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Booies but, especially. you know, that's why we don't show our face. And you've seen mine on Facebook. But, you know, that's I just can't wait to get famous at the next Bill's tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll see my face when I when I win the million, when I when they win the lotto and don't have to work a day in my life. Or when <laughs> that's I, what we're know, going for, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been a good it's ride. Been a good Pretty ride, much yeah. the same thing. When we start the QF network and make our millions. <laughs> I mean, shoot for, shoot for the stars. I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. Robin and I went to a fight in Atlantic City. And after the fight was over, we got mobbed. Or she got mobbed, I should mm-hmm. say, by 
almost the entire arena. She was even frightened on that particular occasion. Yeah. So over the course of time, it has the notoriety has increased. I think we've grown with the significant others too. Like I know Fred, you know, it's been an adjustment for him too. You know, coming from radio and no one, no one really knowing who you are, and then going to people knowing who you are, and then the movie, and the book, and all of that. I mean, that was like, it was an amazing, amazing time. It really was. Yeah. I love the E show. I like that I saw their faces. But I do see the I do see how just being on radio and not having your face on could be better. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think that um I think that um you're more like as soon as you got the video, ca- sorry, the video cameras, the TV cameras on, and you're recording whatever. All of a sudden, your guard may go up. You, uh, you may like decide the way you say something. You don't like the way your mouth looks when you say it. You may get more um, reticent to speak about things simply by virtue of being visual. It's it's kind of like the reason why I say I don't, I don't, I don't get anything better from the the Rogan show or by Lex Friedman by watching it. I don't, I, I would, I just want to listen to these things. So when the, the extra dynamic of having the visual stuff in studio, there was always a weird marriage of, we have to do stuff on the radio show. That's visual for the purposes of the E show, even if it fucks up the flow of what the listener is listening yeah. to. And I always thought that that was a tricky, it, it, sometimes it wouldn't work at all. Yeah. I, Huh, I have to, I, I don't know. Like, I think if, I don't know. I think if we were to go on camera, would I change anything? I don't know. I don't think we, it wouldn't improve anything. What are you going to see our reactions? Okay. But we still laugh. Like you hear a laugh, you hear a laugh. The laugh is what's going to make you laugh. Hopefully not the face and the laugh. I don't want to have to worry about it. Well, that's it. And the other thing is like what you had, like all of a sudden I got to get some blush or something to make my color match whatever the lighting. Fuck. I know. I I just don't think that. It's stupid. Right. Like, like there's people, look, there's people that, and the other thing is people get hung up on it as well. Like it's not going to happen for a number of reasons for us. But I think with regard to the Stern show, when they did, did do that, like I said, it, it affected adversely in some ways, the, um, the flow of the show. I think I'm not opposed to it, but what I am opposed to is what would come from that, which clearly they're talking about, you know, the notoriety, people coming up to them, people noticing them, everything like that. But in in this climate with social Mm -hmm. media, I really don't want to deal with a bunch of people saying shit about the way I look. Like, well, who, no, who would and who does? I mean, honestly, if someone talks shit about you, do you put up with that person in real life? Of course you wouldn't. I don't want to ever be hung up on that. You come to a certain point in life where you're just, that's not what matters. So when, if somebody ever, if we ever went visual and people became hung up on the way we looked, that would take away from the product and would bother me a lot. Well, beyond that, it's also like, I was trying to think of those shows that uh, address the, um, what do you call it? The live chats, like mm-hmm. they live comments and people are paying super chats. And now all of a sudden that thing is more important than what you're doing because they paid money for it. That's not how it works. You have something, you have notes, perhaps you have a, a, a narrative you want to put forward. Then it's up to you to put that forward and not be distracted by that other bullshit. Well, it just depends on how you want to, you know, there's a service we provide that we think is worth paying for. And I agree right. with that. 
I don't think it's worth paying. I don't think it's fair or a good service to have somebody pay you money to answer a question, even if it interrupts the flow of something that should be a better product. Well, especially if it interrupts the flow, but also because um, like, like either way you ask your questions, guys, we'll do a mailbag episode and we will answer them that way for, for nothing, you know, for what you normally get and not even a regular episode. So, and we, we are due to make one up soon. So now let's go to the second part of the question, which is, I think he said hijinks, but I'll put it more bluntly. <laughs> How do you, you guys all know what goes down on the show? How do you deal with, you know, the different guests that come in? Is it accepted as part of the show? Is it a big deal? How do you feel? Allison, I'll start with you. You're right next to me. It's, you know, it doesn't really affect me, honestly. It's part of, you know, it's how Fred makes a living. And I kind of knew what I was getting into when I made the call. So, I mean, if I can't deal with it, then that's really my stuff, you know. Would she have anything else to say considering what she did when she first shacked up with him and the role she took? Yeah. She has the most to lose by being affected or admitting she's affected by stuff because we've seen how that's gone down when the whole bachelor party thing and the gay rich and in, in, in Fred's laugh lap and she was calling in whatever she was probably close to fucking killing Howard that episode. I think so if you listen if you listen to it guys go back and I'm sure the audio is out there it's um it's brutal it really is it, brutal to hear it was the most palpable honest thing I've ever heard from her oh yeah and I'm, I think she, she decided for her own sanity no more. And so this was what, um, eight years later, maybe, maybe longer. Right. But I think that because of what she chose to do with that platform that she was given for the doors open because of this relationship, what can she lean on to defend that is Mm -hmm. this, this question. Dana, how about you? Um, it's all part of the job, you know, um, no, as Artie would say, (laughs) Um, I guess, you know, it is what it is. I, I almost like the fact that he is surrounded by what he is because, um, I think the alternative is someone who feels trapped and like, you know, they have to lie to their spouse Mm. to get out there every Mm. once in a while. (laughs) Like the person to your right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I caught that just as much as you did. I think that Dean is dealing with things on a couple different levels. So yeah, the untrustworthy behavior comes with the addiction behavior, which is spiraling currently with Artie at this stage of the, yeah. Yeah. So it's a loaded question for her in a different way than I think it is to anybody else on this panel. Oh Oh yeah. And it really all ultimately boils down to self-confidence. I don't want to sound cocky, but that's what it is. And and this is me, and I'm not going to change um, physically or, you know, anything else. <laughs> that was a that's good it. Hit. You know, I, I it is what it is. I- Beth was visibly uncomfortable. She was shaking a little bit. I'm not going to change physically. Because keep in mind, guys, I, as I said before, it's 2006. Beth hasn't had... The another no job, no, the next nose job. I think she's had she a couple had another before. boob job. She definitely had another boob job because you can tell those two fucking goddamn grapefruits were, you know, one was going east and one was going west, and never the twain shall meet. And, um, <laughs> I, I, 
<laughs> much like her legs in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> And so, <laughs> uh, so well, so just look up Google image FHM Beth Stern <laughs> or Beth Ostrowski and you'll, she had, you'll see in a bikini top. It looks like two fucking crooked Snoopies pointing in opposite directions. And then the, remember uh, who was it? I can't remember who it was. Uh, actually might've been at the old place and they were interviewing that hair guy and, uh, they're talking about Beth's boob jobs and, and, uh, she claims they're, 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 they're real. And he said something like, well, they're not imaginary, (laughs) (laughs) which is a great line. You could put a fucking fat blind cat in between those two originals. (laughs) Oh my Lord. And, and this, and like I said, if, if it takes that much work to get, uh, to get to look sort of whatever to, to get to where you, you think you look good and you still by most, you know, my, but most people would say Beth, uh, Beth is not okay. She's, she's her, her personality is repellent, but that's not, and that's not going to help her people just talking about her looks, but her looks are not, there's something odd. There's something like it doesn't mix. There's not something wrong about the whole package. You know how we said Gwyneth Paltrow is basically just, you know, a board and it's yeah. not appealing to either not, of us. This sexy. is less appealing, but it has the similar tones. I think so. And they're vacuous. That's the other thing. Like personality and the way she's behaving is is making it even worse. And again, Howard's listening. So I think what he, he heard in more than enough in this whole episode to not ever have it done again. Especially with Beth involved. And the worst thing is he couldn't have it in again without Beth, without there being a shitload of questions. That's the other reason for not having her on again or having it on again. He really had to do a rescue mission. It was like a Navy SEALs team had to come <laughs> when, in and when, fucking when, rescue this. It's the green zone. So he decides to call in. You're right. He is he is on that rope ladder calling into the show. So fucking the bin, the bin Laden raid was less stressful. <laughs> Night vision. I don't worry about it. You know. Beth, how do you feel? Because Howard gets into pretty graphic details. Well, it's to... case by case, but um, I have to be honest, I get really jealous, and I see some of the women that come on the show. I do. I don't listen to the show, but I do read that web- website, and I see the pictures of Rap these celebrities and these beautiful women that I know I can't compare to, and I, I get that feeling of dread, and I get really sad inside, but it's just part of the... I feel insecure. Okay, she feels insecure, like a lot of people that are no, fake no, no. You, on everything, you, you, you... but he, he... Hold on. She she said she, she, she sees the girls come on the show and she gets jealous and she's insecure i believe her but he makes her more insecure you're thinking insecure like i'm worried they're gonna steal him away like a romance i think it's she's insecure that she's not gonna get her bag in the end that's it well that too not gonna get my mark to marry me that is what she is worried about number one it's not about anything else this is all this is about is i am worried that somebody else is going to come along and he's going to propose the same bearded contract that he proposed to me <laughs> and they are going to go along with it okay by the that's, way that's what's a, a rebsite 
well, we've fucked up words too. Um, God knows I did this episode. I'm not going to edit it out either, but, um, the, I, I think that's, that's feasible. That's possible. But again, I, I think she, with that whole FHM thing and she came in and she had to, oh, he had to console her. She was crying, you know, she didn't like the way she was perceived. And then Sal later on with the roast and the horse, <laughs> she went the long face shit. I mean, it don't. Her. It ruined her. It absolutely did. And the amount of people calling in and on these messages boards, you don't think it was sent to her like, hey, fucking horse face, you know, hey, uh, you know, are you ready? You're ready for Belmont. Are you ready for, you know, the the preakness like this is going to affect people? No, you're right. And plus, like we said originally, well, you brought up this point is that Mm -hmm. she's sitting next to a cuter girl. Yeah. And she Na- knows naturally that cu- naturally cuter. I mean, if Dana's had work done, God, you know, like, what no, would she it have hasn't been? cure, but that's, that's Beth, just how everybody, it everybody here is laughing at yeah, you. Give me a break. What? I mean, they love me. They're all my friends. <laughs> we no, I'm being honest. It's sometimes it's very hard when there's this gorgeous woman on saying, and Howard's saying what she wants to do to her and he, she's saying what she wants to do with him. These are all, of course, secondhand. It, it, it bothers me. I'm being honest. You're, it be- does. you're beautiful, Beth. Thank you. Thank you. Fishing for fucking compliments. I hate that. She's insecure. She needs the compliments, the narcissistic supply. And she also needs this because I genuinely think you're correct. She feels so uncomfortable being next to a better looking girl who comes off more likable and genuine. And she can't do that. Even if she tried. Well, someone recently, I think it was George Watson on our Facebook site wrote a great post about Howard and his musical sort of the way, how he feels about music. And I've, uh, we've gone on to say many times on the show, he hates music. He hates musicians. And my, my, his contention was like, no, he doesn't, he just doesn't understand music. He doesn't have a conception of, and he also has no passion for it because it doesn't affect him. No it doesn't communicate for to him. Anything. But I, I said, I, I disagree. I think he hates it. He hates it because he can't understand it. So he does hate it. In the end of the day, he's angered by music, the concept of it, the bands, the same way Beth might be angry about better looking women, about more secure women, about people in relationships that are long term, that are not based on a fucking fallacy, that are not based on some contract where, you know, you have to go out here where she doesn't have this fucking tracker on her phone. Like other people, you know, other people have free reign of their lives and they have the trust of their spouses, which she does not and never has and never will. So when you put that all together, not only am I not surprised she's not already OD'd several times at home or been mm-hmm. found in a fucking coma, like a diabetic coma because of what she's doing to herself, it will not surprise me one bit if she's one day just fucking face up in Castle Gayskull because of the stress and the system and the, the full system breakdown inside. It's- not eating healthy, maybe exercising. I don't think she exercises one bit. I think there's walking maybe perhaps, but she's just malnourished and mentally it does a number. Stress kills. Stress kills and the fucking fallacy and the lie that you mm-hmm. have to promulgate for so long. Yeah. Since then, we're we're looking at this backwards. She is still there. Yes. And yep. it is horrendous to look at her now. Well, wouldn't you have left in like, I don't know, right after the wedding, like a couple of years after the wedding? Oh, I would have left so much, so much sooner, especially if you know you want to have a child, which Richie oh, Wilson yeah. indicated that she did. This is, oh, yeah. and I hate that I do feel some 
sympathy a little bit, a little bit. I will be a little nice because I think that you are a stupid human being, honestly, Mm -hmm. and you didn't have the foresight or the wherewithal to understand what you were getting into entirely, even though you just stated that you did and you were ready for it. I think that she is so naive in a lot of ways and misguided. And I think that she also fell in love with the idea of friendships of famous people too, which kept guiding her along and pushing her along to keep doing this life. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to get around that when you don't have, first of all, the strength of will to and the personality that dictate like I dictate where I'm going to go in life. I'm going to have this, you know, because she tried to, you know, whatever she tried to do in her life to make it didn't work. So this is her last chance saloon to make it. And she's going to hold on to it with, with both hooves. And um all that happens like later, like Burt Reynolds married Lonnie Anderson. Everybody was telling him before he got her to the altar, like now's the time to bail. If you're going to bail, now's the time. They all said it was wrong. He went with it and he paid the fucking price big time. Look at Harry, Prince Harry. Same. It's yes. Same. It's I wonder how Ralph fits into this equation with understanding and knowing probably because they did relate to each other and depended on each other in some ways, especially to deal with Howard and yeah. had some sort of, I, I want to say at times it seemed very grifter, uh, grifter simpatico. Yeah, it did. It really did. Yeah. So I wonder what he thinks about this. Does he feel, does he ever say to Howard, you got to let her go. In, in what, what, in what way? Like you got to not, she can't, she's not the one, that kind of thing. No saying, Oh, this you mean you gotta let her go? Like, let her go do things. This lie is enough. You oh, gotta let it go. You are no. killing her. Look at her. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. He, he Ralph doesn't care. That's the other thing. He is just as vacuous and self self centered as Howard. And you know, you surround yourself with awful people. The, you are you are what you they say you are what you eat. No, they not they are who your friends you are who your friends are as well. You well, are Ralph- who you hang around with. Ralph was always that vacuous succubus to this Scumbag. sort of lifestyle. Yeah. Right? So right. it makes sense that he looks fat and happy, meaning like he seems healthy as much as Ralph can appear healthy as possible. Right. And continuing on the same ways that he's always carried on with. And he seems well, unbothered and fine. Well, he's Beth, on the guy. other hand, does not. <laughs> Well, Ralph has a steady diet of semen to keep him going and they fuck through a pandemic. Yeah. But I mean, anyway, bottom line is like um, it, Ralph is the one of the, it's just, you you know, Richie Wilson, God bless you for calling Howard out. No one else would. And Richie mm-hmm. Wilson was on our show. He admitted, he said, I, I told Howard, you hang out with shitheads. You hang with Ross, with, uh, with uh, Dominic, with, you know, with Ralph. These are all scumbags. These are shit, p- shitty people. By the way, if and, you haven't listened to this interview, it was groundbreaking. Yeah, it's called land land the plane, landing the plane, or land the plane. I think it's landing the plane, and um, it was one of uh, it's one of our top rated episodes, guys. And if you're just like in on the ground floor, please go straight to that. I'm not saying our earlier episodes aren't worth it; they are too. But start with that and go back. Uh, you'll you'll enjoy, I think, the ride the rest of the way as well. 
very beautiful. We went, went to you cover your your you know when you were that's bathing suit, and I kept saying to Fred, "Why is my why is her face on my body?" <laughs> but you know there are many many beautiful women in yeah. an average bar. I mean they don't all flock to just the Howard Stern show. I mean, but I'm saying like it can happen anywhere and right. and to anyone at any time and you know um, it is. What it is, it's just his job. Fuck Mary, how about you? God damn that phrase. Um, I feel the same way. I got immune over the years. Um, I don't like all of it, but um, it's true. You know, these guys that are accountants and stockbrokers and lawyers and whatnot, and then they have to lie and go to scores or whatever. Mm-hmm. My husband tells me exactly what goes on. We yeah. talk very honestly about what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's true. If he were going to cheat on me, he would cheat on me. Right. No matter where. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, according ding, to ding, ding. many sources, that's exactly what it was. Now, what do you? what's your take on that? I do believe because of the way she treated him, he kind of went to himself and said he decided for himself, yeah. I'm going to fuck around. Oh, I deserve I 100% this. I 100% believe this. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a doubt in my mind. Not one. Eventually, we will go through that clip on the Beth secret stash and do the whole, you know, what bothers you. Like, what you know, the, what now, then Howard starts talking about people and one sentence breaks them down. Here's another question is, do I think Mary cared? No, I think Mary cared if people found out. Yes. I don't think Mary don't cared em- if he did She didn't it. want to be embarrassed. That's right. Or he was, or who mm-hmm. was throwing themselves right. at him. I mean, I'm in, not in the same position as Beth. I'm sure he doesn't get the offers. Gary doesn't get the offers. But I know. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in any spas recently, Mary? You might be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. X, how do you feel with Robin being around all this? Does that bother you at all? No, not at all. Uh, I'm a little bit jealous of she and Beetlejuice, but beyond that. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go to Joe in Rochester. Joe, you're on the you're on the better half. Yeah, does Mary does Mary Gary's wife Mary get mad when he gets to like um, feel up like good looking women, say like Jenny McCarthy? Yes. <laughs> you get mad? I got mad at that. Did yeah. you hear it or did you hear it secondhand? I heard it secondhand, and I was not happy about that. No touchy. What, what, so what makes you do? Yeah. What, what does he do? What, yeah. what makes me explain mad about that? This, explain yeah. that. I think that's thing. crossing the line. I was going to say, do you? Well. <laughs> I think he's jumped over that line with both feet. <laughs> yeah. And his teeth, <laughs> teeth first. <laughs> Definitely. But I love how Beth says, I, why does that make you mad? Didn't you just say you were jealous about all of this? Her narratives can't keep straight for a second. You, you're talking about um, Beth. She just said yeah. to Mary, "Why does that make you jealous?" Right. Well, uh, it, didn't well, you just say that you, you just got admitted jealous? To being jealous. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> what planet are you on? Are you in the same room? <laughs> All I was just thinking of was if Gary went down on a woman, that would be just considered genital mutilation. <laughs> 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 That'd be like getting eaten out by the fucking salami slicer at the deli. <laughs> listening to that story on the BBC, it's like <laughs> a oh, sad, <laughs> sad testimonial. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You all have a line that's yeah. crossed. I mean, Mary's is obviously yeah. don't touch the, the women or men or both. Well, when Fred comes home from here. scores, I mean, he smells. It's like. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. With me is Sam, and we're doing part two of The Better Half. How are you doing tonight, Sam? Oh, I just can't wait to have another Mean Girls episode of 
Beth thinking that she's the host of all hosts. <laughs> and poor John Hine here with the black background doing him zero favors. It looks like he's in the back of his windowless van just waiting for victims. It really does. It looks like an episode of Stranger Things, you know, the where she kind of goes into her goes into her headspace and she's got to be all quiet and <laughs> you know you know I don't want to I don't want to actually shit on the Howard TV staff because I do think they're good guys for the most part some of them some of them like are you know good good people I think like Scott the engineer god bless him he might be a dark black cloud but I think he's got a heart of gold and Richie Wilson of course but it just shows that they didn't really know how to film what they were filming uh when it came to stuff like this because it wasn't in their wheelhouse well, I think that I think that over time with the E crew, they got the hang of everything and how to create that atmosphere. But this is all new for them. They're in a new forum. I give them points for trying different things at like mm -hmm. this interview avenue. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that they're not all sitting behind monitors or it's some yep. weird Skype or whatever right. the fuck. I do like that. But if I wish that they would have tried a little bit harder to make it seem less creepy i suppose <laughs> one sec i agree actually it's just it 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 comes off a little it, it, like, they want to do playboy after dark type of thing but it's actually <laughs> not coming off it's like it's look like it looks like let me take the duct tape off well the big leather chairs it just looks like a sopranos you know football room where <laughs> they're all sitting around on a sunday gambling i I also think this is a lot of Howard's fault because if he really was the creative genius that he says that he is and mm -hmm. claims he is, then he would have such creative, you know, he would have such a creative dictatorship over this where he would want the set to look a certain way. He would be yes. so meticulous about the details, everything from what's on the table to what's in the background to what you're wearing right. to what the dress code is you know, the camera shots. And unfortunately, this is another, this is just another example, kind of like how when we shot, when he shot the beginning of Howard TV and he just walked on set and said, what do you got for me with no creative input? Yeah, well, I think he, he, he didn't, um, he didn't have a, a hand in it really too much. I mean, that intro stuff that you're talking about, we called it, I think we called it White Christmas or White Wedding or something. I can't remember. It was a freebie episode <laughs> we did. It was so funny. <laughs> it, it, the lack of direction he gave the art director or the the, 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 the director, the, the director of the commercial was unbelievable. I mean, you don't have really an idea in your fucking head. It has to be put in by someone else. And for this one, I definitely would see him being on hand. Like if he was really... Uh, a type A type person, he would be on hand there saying, guys, this doesn't look right. We need more lights. We need more um, tight. We need tight shots on people. Like we've got a couple of cameras. Okay, fine. Well, let's just fucking edit it like crazy. Let's stop in between things if we have to. It's got to look right as well as sound right. I could understand it if he never claimed to be this Michael Jackson level genius in his forum of radio and television and this creative genius, but he did yeah. claim to be that. So, right. you know, you watch making the video of people and you see the stars. Yes, the director has say, but they also have a vision and you watch it come across in choreography or lighting or setting or costumes. This guy doesn't give a shit about any of it. 
There was there was a, a great um, making of the film Aliens, you know, the James Cameron film, the one that was the direct sequel to Alien. And they worked in England. I think they filmed it at uh, Pinewood Studios. And he fired the lighting director, the original one that was filmed, because he, when you saw the dailies, when you saw what the guy put together, he said it was just too well lit. The guy was used to lighting things immaculately, and he was a brilliant lighting director, but that's not what Cameron was going for. He brought in the person. Oh, that he I remember decided, what that looked like. <laughs> and you, uh, my, I was in the, th- I was 11, I think at the time. And I went, I don't know why I was allowed to see it. I think it wasn't rated R or it was, but we, I think at that time you could go with an adult if you were under 18 or whatever, either way. And we were freaked the fuck out by without question. The lighting actually made it more frightening. That's right. So if it was too well lit, obviously there's no surprise coming. So either way, he so he had there's an example of a director that knew exactly what he needed to do. Howard with his bullshit notebook of ideas, I yeah. guarantee this was not even in the notebook of ideas before they got there. This was something yeah. that was suggested on the fly in the writing room, whatever, and they decided, okay, well let's give it a try. So that's why it wasn't fleshed out properly. I will say. It's a paradox because I do love that roughness of when we loved the show, say, in the 90s and it was filmed on E or some of the spots on Sirius XM when they had the app and everything. Yeah. So I do like that quality of amateurness, I guess <laughs> you could say about it. Okay, it's sure. it's fun. But this seems like it's trying to be a professional something That's right. It's versus like it's the a- other versus the other things which seem more reality TV. Well, it's a college play instead of a Broadway play. You know, it's not even off Broadway. It's just literally someone trying their best to be, you know, uh, and and to do something that they have no clue of doing. And I, I think, like I said, this was this is not a bad idea in theory. Just they they didn't allow for first of all the discomfort of the people involved and they didn't think well like can we get someone with a, a better host than this this guy's too like fucking put, milk toast put on a polo shirt maybe i i will say i do like the fact they let them wear whatever they want because it really shows a little bit of their personality cheekiness charisma or lack thereof and yeah totally the wardrobe scream that <laughs> oh and by the way guys we're going to address it but we won't show you the pictures just yet because this won't this is a visual episode but it doesn't have to do with this episode uh, uh specifically isaac lightfoot just posted pictures of beth's latest instagram and oh with these and and sam's reaction i wish we could put it on there but oh. uh, on, on on facebook she was not laughing one bit it was horrific there's pictures of them they're in miami or they've always they've been in florida probably the whole time anyway and i think this is just bullshit i think it's a serious way of like we're getting you into a studio whether you like it or not you fucking lazy piece of shit but she's so goddamn emaciated it is frightening it would my reaction was if somebody sent me a picture of a bag of dead cats Mm -hmm. that's how shocked i was when i saw this it was it's horrific she is starving so bad and in comparison because she's always been very thin Mm -hmm. not much has changed in that realm i know a lot of people like to call her moose in this because she has a broader build more athletic build naturally but she's always been super skinny even in 2000s early 2000s it's nowhere near this level not even close no, it's frighteningly bad, guys. So you go ahead and take a look at her Instagram, but uh, try oh, to keep it civil. Oh, or on our civil. Facebook page. 
Yeah, or yes, and and check the Facebook page either way. Um, and I'm going to try to get a little better resolution photos because they're it's it's just brutal. Because if you're like me, you've been blocked from Beth and Howard on social media. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here we go, guys. That's yeah. crossed. I mean, Mary says obviously yeah. don't touch. The, the women or men or both. Well, when Fred comes home from here. scores, I mean, he smells. It's like, please it's go litter. take a shower. I, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know. Well, I think the scores you know? thing is different yeah. because Why is that? the scores girls know who Artie is. I mean, and you, you know, have it completely. And Gary, they know who Fred is. So these girls, like, flock to them. They rub every part of their body. And don't they you know, smell when they come home? And so once <laughs> I was there with Artie, we're at Scores, and he's standing right next to me, and this, you know, beautiful girl comes over, and she says, hey, baby, and she kisses him on the cheek. And he goes, like, he's like, uh, 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 this is Dana. And she's like, oh. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it is what it is. You know, that... I was like, oh, my God. Beth's laughing because she has nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> she, see, she knows unless there's a bellboy there that uh, has to deal yeah. with the, yeah, some kind of. <laughs> unless there's a young twink under, <laughs> behind yeah. her, next to her, under her. She has nothing to worry about. Yeah, Studio 79. But what too. happens yeah. when I I'm not Gary here, but you know what? such as life i mean there are guys you know again I'll, I'll go back to what mary said stockbrokers lawyers doctors plumbers construction workers they do the same things that doesn't make it better i wouldn't tolerate that for a second <laughs> well the the other thing is like if a stripper is getting that that uh, familiar with you uh, then they've clearly fucked you or sucked your dick or you're paying for multiple lap dances i don't want my significant other to have a personal relationship on that level with a stripper that well, when that's... they walk in it's a kiss <laughs> on the cheek and hi honey you shouldn't be like norm entering cheers when you go to strip club <laughs> 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 there's probably nothing more there's Everybody nothing like more your name? yeah no thank you <laughs> right except you, instead of a wooden indian <laughs> instead of a wooden indian you have howard at the front <laughs> <laughs> turn away so many people yeah no kidding so, beth how you do you know. feel about scores you know what i'm fine when he goes um i just have sex with him before he goes it's very important <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the other thing if you haven't had sex in a while you're like oh honey do you have to go uh come over quick yeah. but then he comes home and i i make fun of the glitter that's all over mm -hmm. him and it's always remnants the next day or the next day after um, but I get jealous too. I want to hear everything that happened. Yeah. I'm like, tell me, tell me. I can't believe you. You know, yeah. but, but well, she's being such a gossip bag in this one, and such a, a such a fucking obnoxious cow that, it, yeah, I, I believe that aspect of it. I believe she wants to know who did what, and things were definitely done. I'd love to have picked Richie's brain for um, uh, a few more of the scores things. I know the guys don't want to talk about it, but you know, shit went uh, down in there that would would get most of those people divorced if they were married. Those secrets are held tighter than the JFK file in the last few thousand pages, I'm telling yeah. you. But Beth, she, you're right. If you were an untrained listener, you would think she really means what did you do howard but no she wants to know what everybody else did because she knows howard's not doing anything no she's she, he, he's 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 safer than a <laughs> i don't know than a lamb roast in her own house <laughs> <laughs> look look at those 
mitts just flying around. I can't. Like there, there's a lot of guys. There's people that postulated she and remember. I remember at um, I I think it was it might have been at the old place or might have even I think it might have been a dog shed. There was a guy a poster called Winst, and uh, 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 the Winst thread was it was probably two thousand pages long, and it was all about vagaries and it was all like you know Beth Ostrowski you know AKA Scott Ostrowski like Beth was a man and she transitioned and all this shit which I don't buy I think she's just completely not particularly feminine. He would always never say anything. Paradoxes, rhymes, limericks, whatever. Do you know? Then, you and know. Changing font and changing like Ugh. like type. Uh, you know, lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase. Yeah. Stuff his, his typing always looked like an away <laughs> message in 1999 or something. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and then much. I will say to Beth, for Howard has all this money. She's got money now because of him or whatever from her escorting days. Why would you have hair like? Look at that hair. It looks box dyed. It's not particularly pretty. It's brassy looking. It's two colors. I, well, keep I, keep I, in mind we're we're going back to like 2006 for this guys. So she's still early 30s, like late 20s, early early 30s for sure, like 30. She looks older than me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, she's not like one one of the things is okay when you do, when you're malnourished. What's the first thing that suffers? Your skin. Oh yeah, that's a good point. And if she's drinking booze, like we think she probably was, that's another thing that'll fucking destroy your skin. Not, not, not that I, not that I'm booze. the Avon lady, but my God, I, at least I know a couple things from, you know, you know, yeah. my wife from women over my in my life that have told me all the. I listen to the, some of the fucking trade secrets they go yammering about, and I go, oh, maybe I should try some of this stuff. And as a matter of fact, I do have a face product that I use, but it's a, uh, it's not a. It's not well, it is kind it's of for perfect. it's for our next show. It's for Fillmore <laughs> <laughs> and Sam beauty tips. <laughs> exactly. It, it's fine. It's it's harmless. It yeah. really is. He comes home to me. <laughs> Joey, you're on the better half. Yeah, hey, how's it going, guys? Hi. I got a question for Mr. X. I was just kind of wondering with Robin, sometimes she portrays herself on the show as being kind of self off of kind of the crazy things that happen, like for instance, like the Sibian stuff. She really doesn't say too much during it. Away from the show, is she uh, that same type of person or is she more that flamboyant, the kind of crazy the person that you would find on like the Sibian away from the show? Hmm. I'm not sure I understand that. Let, let me try to rephrase it. I'm the same. I'm with Mr. X. I was like, what, I, what are you bringing the Sibian into it? I get what he's trying to ask. He's saying on the show, she portrays such disdain for those yeah. segments. But in real life, is she a wild woman in bed in in her personal life? But that's how she he should have asked it instead of this long, drown out, stupid rant. Yeah. Well, OK, fair enough. Is, is the Robin that we hear on air the Robin that you deal with at home? In terms of giggling and laughing constantly, Acro- yes. Across the board. Uh, <laughs> he, sounds, he, he sounds not annoyed whatsoever. <laughs> he doesn't sound bothered at all by this. <laughs> that came right out of him. Oh, man. <laughs> Definitely one of those spousal pet peeves that you've been harboring for your whole life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when when someone says it, you kind of go, you know what? I can't defend that one iota. Yeah, that's been sitting there for a while. No kidding. (sighs) 
I mean, I, I, I mean, you you heard her. Did you hear her revelation? For example, I did. You know, now I was, mm. trying, I was thinking, but I can't. What was it? I don't remember what it was. <laughs> All right, this is remember. comfortable. Her revelation was that at one time she pleasured herself with meat and vegetables. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. Well, you know, now I can answer the listener's question because years ago when she used to come over to my apartment, I when she'd leave, I'd find food missing from her refrigerator. <laughs> she hadn't eaten anything. <laughs> So I never understood that until just this year. But uh, so I guess maybe she is the same on and off the show. At least Mr. X is trying to be a little entertaining. I I, I give him credit. He's the he's the one kind of uh, not so dark. Pardon the expression. Not so dark hole of neuroses in the in the in the you know gaggle of people here. Mind you, he's and also he's dealing with his if he's the spouse or the girl the the boyfriend in this case. Um, of one the easily the the one of the nuttiest people on the show, like after <laughs> Howard or on par with Howard, Robin. There should be it should be the Mister X show. I need my coffee. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> it is interesting if you think about it. You could tell. Well, we like him. We like Dana. We. Beth is a spouse of Howard. Robin's the other main part of the show. He's the spouse of Robin. What is the difference between them when you see how they're interacting with John Hine in this interview and how they take questions, answer questions? There's something protective about Mr. X that's because of respect for Robin, whereas Beth is protective because she's protecting a narrative that Howard wants out there, not because she cares about him personally or because she cares about any of these people personally. Yeah, and I mean, it's not that Mr. X it's doesn't know It's a different protection. Some, right. He, it's not like he doesn't know some of the secrets. Like, I'm sure at some point, maybe if they talked about her abuse, that she, you know, like, if between, I'm sure they did. I'm, I don't think she would have gone to him and said, oh, that was all bullshit. Uh, but um, I think if you pressed him, if you pulled him, pulled, like, shot him full of truth serum, he'd probably tell you that there's certain things about her that he thinks are not true. You know, for example, well, probably at the end of the relationship, maybe if you pressed him in private, but I don't think he would do it publicly. I also think listen to how Beth interacts with the other people, how she asks Dana rude questions or shoots rude kind of interjections during this. Mr. X doesn't do that. He's been around for 20 years. So it also tells you a lot about both of them and the relationship between, you know, because I am fucking for sure. Robin has said plenty about Beth to Mr. X and he's, he's mom. So don't you think he could at any point just say something is nasty about, Oh, Hey, what about, what about that? Beth? What about this Beth? Well, we've heard on the show, like there, uh, there's audio out there of, let's say, Stuttering John and Gary, certainly, and, and then even, even Jackie talking about Mr. X because he was in the picture for quite a while. Like, so Artie knew him and Jackie knew him during both eras, right? Because they were still together during the, the crossover. He absolutely has the confidence of being an, the A-type person in the relationship, regardless of Robin's money. He's the one that can tell her, you shut the fuck up kind of thing. Like, he can sit her down, and she's got to take it, because for all her bluster, um, she wanted to be wanted. 
and, and companionship with a normal human being. Exactly. I think so. And so whatever doting he might do, he's still very much like, look, I'm a guy's guy. I don't want to fucking put up with any bullshit. And he's a confident person. You can tell in his demeanor and his the way he's just comfortable there. Well, it kind of falls in line with Florentine, too. It's similar. They're, they're more everyman type people who really don't put up with a lot of shit, who are still going to go to the places they want to do go and do the things they want to do. And you can come along. Right. Like when they had Yanni in, and the, this is the same year it was a great interview. It was one of the first guests in Sirius and was in a fantastic, funny interview. And, uh, Robin said that Mr. X took her to see this concert because she kind of snickered and whatever, because he was into Yanni and she kind of insulted him by saying, you know, it was kind of, you know, not her thing, know, not her thing, but also like really kind of gay. And, uh, already <laughs> they were looking for one of his Yanni's clips and Artie goes, uh, I can't find it. Where is it? They said, where is it, Fred? Uh, and yeah, Artie goes, it's under sleep. <laughs> 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 and Yanni laughed his ass off. <laughs> That's good. At least he was a good sport, but oh, yeah, Mr. X could throw Beth the same digs that she's throwing everybody else at any time, but he's choosing not to, which says a lot about him and a lot about her. Well, it's just the comfort level between him and her is, is like completely different ends of the spectrum. She's incredibly awkward. He's not awkward at all. Yes. Yep. <laughs> now, do you all find your better halves or other halves the way they are in the show? Is that the way they are at home or what percentage would you say are they the same that you hear on the show than what you deal with at home? Mary? Well, it depends. I mean, <clears throat> there are those that say that Gary's a bubbling idiot. And then there's those that find him really bright. And mm -hmm. the bright side is the true side. Gary's mm -hmm. a really smart guy, really funny guy, great sense of humor. Oh, God. That shows you how much time they actually spend together. Bright guy. Well, I think it's a bright guy when Gary's interested in something. When it comes to music. his music. Right. Or... Telling a story he's pretty good at, too. I will say, though, a lot of this job is organization, scheduling, mm -hmm. managing, and those are all things he is not good at. So that's, that's right. why he comes across like a bumbling idiot. If this was a job where you ran a record store, you'd be aces. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. thankfully, music has so little to do with the Howard Stern show uh, oh. that, that we get to see all the shitty, <laughs> stupid sides of Bowie. <laughs> why? Are, why is Justin Bieber on your iPad? Or why did take Why did take two years for Tracy Millman to find out about <laughs> Gary Gary's fuck up with the refrigerator? Anyway, oh. we'll keep. God, that was funny. That's a line that that's when you know your office has great communication from top to bottom. If if there's food fucking rotting in a refrigerator for years on end, and not one person can figure out how to get rid of it. That just why's says the, it all. Why is your sandwich walking under its own power? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in that sense, he is. But, um, you know, like when Sal goofs on him or people insult him, that is not who he is. Mm. Beth, is the Howard on air, the Howard at home? Howard's very smart. He's very funny. He's very entertaining. It's always... <laughs> <laughs> Very smart. Okay, Beth is a fucking provincial idiot, so she doesn't know what smart is. She doesn't know what funny is, actually. She thinks she's funny, and she's actually being an obnoxious cunt. You know who Beth reminds me of? She reminds me of LeFou in Beauty and the Beast. He's the he's this stupid guy who runs around Gaston and says, you didn't miss a shot, Gaston. You're the greatest hunter in the whole world. <laughs> and like, 
<laughs> he, he, she is that bumbling idiot tag along. Howard thinks he's guest on, but unfortunately, <laughs> he is not. And that's just what she is. And this reminds me of that interview she gave to that magazine, FHM, I believe it was, in the beginning of the relationship that... That Robin decided to destroy. <laughs> and yes, and she said he's the greatest director, greatest yeah. artist, greatest <laughs> member, everything. He was the greatest everything. He's smart, yeah. intelligent, wonderful. I. This sounds so canned, insipid, stupid... Well, the the way to get the audience on your side in this case, if you want to become personable and you want to be like, but you want to be like Mr. X, but maybe a, a lesser, you know, less mocking version, you you say, well, you know, he's he's great at this, but he's not very good at this. Like, you know, you, you give him some kind of fault. But when she starts going on about how he's building him up, it's clearly someone servicing a client. You're the press secretary. Yeah. The bad press secretary. Press, Jesus Christ. She's got her hoof prints all over his you fucking know, resume. I'm, surpri <laughs> I'm surprised she doesn't have, you know, marker Sharpie written on the uh, inside of her arm. Smart, <laughs> intelligent, <laughs> funny. There's there's a gif or a gif, whatever, of a guy in the classroom sitting at the back I use. And it just said, uh, it says under the palm of his hand, he looks and it's he's got it written, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to build himself up that's she, bad she's like, she's like rocky trying to read the flashcards. the cue cards yeah <laughs> lord that's the, the, the dummy cards it's a, a funny day in the life of howard but um i have to say he's gentle he's sweet he's romantic mm. and i don't know that if people really know that side of him so i think i think thank you for playing mad libs <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's different at home, yeah. Dana, how about you? How's Artie there compared to here? Um, well, he was the same. <laughs> Are you and Artie together? Uh, 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 uh. Let her answer the question. And by the way, in case anybody didn't catch the look that Mary was giving when Beth was answering that, you should rewind and look. It's one of those. It's one of those looks. If it could kill, like. Like you bring your friend over for dinner, but your friend's an idiot and your mother is just sitting there grinning and burying the idiocy. It's, it's yeah, you might, you might be, it's akin maybe to, uh, okay, God, don't mention my uncle's glass eye. Don't mention my uncle's glass eye. Don't mention my, Hey, what's wrong with your eye? Yes. <laughs> but Mary is just grinning and burying it and trying to keep the same expression on her face, but it's painful to do. I guarantee Mary went back to Bowie this night or whatever it was when she went oh. back home and she says, how do you fucking put up with that mouse, that moose fucking idiot when she comes into studio? I would say, listen, you go to scores all the time. Find some leftover bag of Coke you have in one of your jeans pocket. I need to rip a line after this. <laughs> Or just follow Beth and collect some residual dust <laughs> off of her. We are. Sort of. Okay. Mr. Strassi. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Hold on. Okay. Now that was done on purpose. Dana was clearly upset. And then by and then and then um, you know, the reaction you get from Mr. X, I saw I'm sorry to cut it off like that, guys, but it, it demanded, you know, to me it demands a little bit more notice. Now look at Beth, that face of hers. She knows she's fucked up. Well, no, she's pleased as punch with herself because 
Beth is a, uh, a socially awkward person. Yeah. She almost seems autistic sometimes, the way she interacts with people. It's bizarre. Well, it's everything in a conversation. It well, seems kind of, so fake and phony and forced. But it's it's also yeah, but it's also like like almost uh, like uh, like Tourette's the way she has to come out with this shit. And then all of a sudden, like God only knows what she's like when she's at these, you know, the Aniston going to Cabo with the Kimmels and stuff. They must they, it must be like something they film secretly and just rewind and have fucking popcorn parties laughing at. Well, we said this the last time that we were doing this episode that there is some deep insecurity about Beth and she has those issues. So she is trying to fling the attention off of her any way possible so she doesn't have to answer questions about how did you meet? Yes. What is your relationship like at home? But also possibly getting some dirt out of other people. You know, that she can, she can, that Howard can get, or maybe she was instructed to fish for. Because then it will be, the story will be about Dana and Artie and not about, wow, Beth came off like a total loon. Yes. Dana, wait a second, because we'll get to that. I love her. (laughs) No, you don't. All right. This is, this, this narcissistic, oh, I love her. I'm going to reach over and touch her. She might as well be. She might as well be shown in classrooms on bullying, narcissistic bullying, because that's all she's done. She's been prodding and bullying her this entire time. And look at that face again. It's 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 awful to look at. I hate I hate with her. She, no, matter, no matter what work she puts into it. And one thing I, I wonder about, and I maybe this is something that is uh, I maybe even read about. Is it maybe her trying to, in some subtle way, some psychological way, trying to take the goodwill that people feel for Dana by associating herself with her, like acting like, oh, we're best buds and trying to get likability by by proxy. Well, it's a it's two things going on. She's understanding that she's digging at her and it's not going to come across well. She's going to okay. come across poorly. So she is trying to negate that. That's what reaction. I mean. Right. Yeah. She's doing that. But it's not working out. She's also at the same time making sure every step of the way during this, she's superior. Yep. She keeps dropping those bombs of I'm superior. I'm better than you, 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 you and you. And also like the the touching, the constant physical contact like, oh, 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 you know, you're that's you're you're I touched you. You're real. But that physical contact is invasive. It's invading her personal space. She's not doing that to Mary. She's not no. doing that to Allison or Mr. X. She's doing that to the only person she can push around. Yes, she happens to be next to her, but so is Mary. You don't see her fucking mitt flying over to Mary. No. And pushing her. Yeah, no, you don't hear or don't hear, actually. I was going to say, do you hear Fred on the air? Do you, do you hear him at home? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. He's very different. He's actually very vocal and, and very involved and, and very... um. Probably good dad. Loving. Mm-hmm. He's the most incredible dad. Hi, Tess. Um, Hi, he's, Tess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted Beth to stop know. this as well. Go ahead. Beth wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> well, the, years later, we a lot of us theorized that he and uh, Allison and Fred have just like a, you know, we talked about this in the, lab, the first episode. They have like a, a, you know, a partnership rather than a an marriage. understanding. Yeah, an understanding or whatever, an arrangement. Now, it, I, I definitely hear in this that that they're like he, he, the emphasis on he's a good dad as opposed to he's a great husband 
is more telling. It's sometimes it's not what you say, it's what you don't say. But I also think that he might seem like a good dad to Beth when she sees how Howard parents in comparison. <laughs> Maybe. He's he's just um he's an incredible husband. He really okay, is. There we, go. we need to touch on something that everybody's been talking about and uh I want to talk to Dane about what's going on with Artie. Now, those of you who didn't hear, uh, last week on the show, Artie talked about problems he's been having with Dana. I don't know when I was going to get into this on the show because I, I wanted to, to uh, maybe wait for a slower show or something. But uh, uh, I'm curious to hear the better half show because uh, I'm curious to hear what Dana has to say because I haven't talked to her in a while. What do you mean? What? So... First of all, I have to say, even though Artie's on the downslide, he still looks a million times better than when it all fell apart. Oh, yeah. It's even, you know, this is even, this actually is relatively good. Yeah. But the other thing, they all heard this part of Artie speaking and saying, I'm interested to see what Dana will say. Meaning that obviously John Hine would have brought it up eventually because Artie started saying that he was interested in seeing what she was going to say. So clearly it was a topic that would come up. Beth, that makes it even worse because then that means Beth couldn't even wait. Yeah, she couldn't. Uh, we're, we're having, you know, a lot of problems. It's off again? It, it, it's pretty much, yeah. You tell us, I mean, what's going on? Um, first, hold my hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are the tissues? No. <laughs> no, first, uh, I love the difference between what Allison was trying to do and what Beth is trying to do speaks volumes. She like I'm and I'm, I'm not trying to twist the guys into a narrative. I hate Beth. You already know that. But but the truth, like you could tell that Allison was was actually being affectionate, like really understanding that maybe this is difficult. But Beth was being just a complete cunt rag. Beth touches Dana when she wants validation that hey we're still okay right right or here here you go audience see i touched her we have a relationship don't be mad at me for poking and prodding her like a cunt and also Allison, subtly also subtly telling dana also hey remember who's the queen bee bitch exactly i'm beyonce yeah, yeah. that's exactly what she's doing yeah <sighs> but allison you're right that touches when you know you're going to have to say something hard and it's going to be listened to by a bunch of people and Allison knows what that feels like so she reached across and almost said you can hold my hand if you want to yeah. before anything's even said so for everything about Allison and Fred and their whole dynamic that yeah. is a real human reaction Sure. And because I'm certain off off air, Fred has probably been very complimentary towards Artie because he's not Jackie. He's not, you know, it's a completely different uh, area and he likes Artie and probably discusses his problems to Allison and, you know, and Allison, if she listens sometimes, they all love Artie. Like, that's the whole point. Every He's so likable. You can't not. He's likable. And Artie has an affection for Fred as a listener, which puts, oh, yeah. which kind of is more doting than Jackie was, where Jackie felt like a, a peer. You know, he felt on the same level as Fred, where they all did, because they yeah. all started together. Well, but, well, they, they, well, they, yeah, where they, I mean, they different went back points, long but yeah, but their their fame and their popularity all acclimated it, at the same time. The same time, yeah. Whereas Artie came in this, you know, juggernaut. And so he had a reverence for Fred that I think yeah. he appreciated a lot more than Jackie. Yeah. Look, I'm just gonna be honest here. Um, I love Artie very much. I have 
for the whole four years. Um, and he's such an intelligent, warm, loving man. And he doesn't take out enough time for himself. He gives, gives, gives. And I think he's um, overlooked himself for a long time. And I, I think that is in a roundabout way saying he gives everything to this show that he is not taking care of himself. He probably should be. He won't say it because he doesn't want to lose his spot on the show. But I mean, of course, there is no excuse for just blowing off the show and doing drugs and mistreating your girlfriend and all the stuff that comes with addiction. But I think she's also saying if he was in a job that he felt secure enough in where he could take the time off to get his life together, he would, but he doesn't. Well, it's a lot to read into it and I suppose you could, but to me, it it really, it just, the only thing that I got from it was he needs to actually sit down with a psychiatrist or with a psych uh, psychologist and psych uh, suss out his problems that are creating these other problems or feeding the other problems. But this environment doesn't help when it's a joke. It's fodder for the show. They like that it goes on because it takes away from everybody else's imperfections and issues. And then you can put it squarely on Artie's shoulders and that Mm -hmm. carried the show. Yeah, absolutely. And it's starting to show. And uh, I just want Artie to be happy. I did really start to think about um, children and you know, a family, and I believe, I didn't hear, but I believe already mentioned something about, you know, a house and um, this and a separate room for the dog and stuff like that. And that's all fine and acceptable to someone who doesn't have Artie's best best interests in mind, in my opinion. Interesting. It's a very mature statement for somebody that I can say... You know, having a kid doesn't solve those underlying issues. Yeah. You can play family for so long, but those issues will come up and it will inevitably explode. And yeah. you're lucky if it ends up okay. But in Dana's situation, well, I think, yeah, she's, she's very she's, mature. She's, she's uh, uh, astute enough to understand that his problems run deeper than yeah, just a house and the family thing. And the other thing is she knows at this point, I'm sure she knows if he's fucked around on her, that kind of thing that, you know, if you're going to fuck around on me, you're probably also going to go back to doing, you're going to still do your drugs. We know you're still addicted. I know you're still addicted and I can't trust you to be a responsible father 24 seven. And you would have to be at her age though. It is very mature of her to realize that a baby, a family, a house, a marriage will not fix somebody from the inside it will not it will not generate a better result it will just add and it will almost magnify those problems and yeah. i think for a lot of girls especially her age they they really do buy that i will change if i get that family if i get that house he will change for me he will yeah. change if i do all those things and she's so lucky she as much as i think that Dana and Artie were so adorable together and I wish it would have worked out. I'm really glad that she's got away from that and didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. Well, it would have like, and now, and other people would say, well, maybe if she was around, he wouldn't have gone, but no, he, she was with him and he still did drugs. So it was nothing to do with, with her. It was all to do with him. 
and then you look at the other person, Beth, who could have made a mature decision and said, he's never going to give me kids. He's never going to give me real love or satisfaction. And now look at what she is. Look at what her life is. Look at what she looks like and sounds like and acts like. So we have two completely similar aged people who chose very different paths. And I would pick Dana's path a million times over. Yeah, not all the money in the world cannot be worth what uh, Beth has done oh, to herself. No, and what you know, and what he's doing to her anyway, psychologically. I mean, uh, I don't as a hu- like as a human being, you can't help but be horrified by what she's done to herself and what what uh, we think he does to her regularly, just being a narcissistic cunt. But uh, and you can you know, feel a little bit of sympathy on a human level. It's just when she opens her mouth and <laughs> clips like this, that you remember, oh no, she's a vacuous. Uh, stupid airhead, bim beard. So fuck her. <laughs> I mean, that's we, and we say that all the time. And I mostly, the majority of the time, do feel that way. Except for when I saw that. There's a few occasions, and when I saw that picture of her recently, man, that my human instinct kicked, and in. I said, "Wow, she needs help." And I she, feel so bad yeah, for her. Without, without, and we're not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not mocking in the slightest. But she looks like she's fucking been lib, uh, liberated from from Bergen Belsen. Uh, that's it's, how bad. You would think if you just maybe scrolling by, oh, she looks muscular. No, 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 no. Those are not muscles. She is missing fat and muscle. It's bone. It's bone. The body's feeding on itself now. So whatever sweets she gets, she's got not getting actual nutrients anymore. Uh, and she's not eating and she's, uh, you know, starving and herself bl- and drinking. And even in her eyes, like from you look at an interaction like this she's having on the better half when you watch her in videotapes on social media or in pictures they're vacant it's glazed yeah. vacant Stepford. misery yeah and i just want Artie to be happy and we've been happy for a long time but right now i don't think Artie's very happy a successful relationship aren't things that i'm going to check off on my to-do list um they're things that you know enhance my life make my life uh what it is now better um so i just think uh i lost that man that i knew for the last three and a half years i I lost him for a little while and i just think he needs a little help getting some things in order i don't know you know i don't know if i could put it into the right words. I don't know if anyone can understand what I'm saying if, unless you've been with us for the whole four years, but but there's hope for you guys. Absolutely. And he has decided to go to therapy and I'm so happy about that because I will stick by him 110, 1000%. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. If you weren't a boxer, what would you be doing? <laughs> to lie <allow> somebody. <laughs> Do you, do you think there should be random drug testing for athletes? Yeah, but most athletes are more clean anyway. They just, they just go to a, a head thing. I mean, they go into, they just make everything clean, so, yeah, they should. <laughs> can't believe he went into boxing. <laughs>